0: on. 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 Lock on. Cowboys. Welcome to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Landon McCool, and it's a solo pod. But guess what, guys? It's not a solo pod because I am joined by. Frankly, honorary third co-host, John Owning. Uh, John, so I should mention Dallas Morning News contributor. He, he's just my, my pal on the internet, but he does have a title. So Dallas Morning News contributor, John
1: Oning, is joining us today. John, say hello to everyone. How's it going, everybody? It's bl- bright skies, bright blue skies, you know. The birds are chirping. We got Everson Griffin. Everything cool. <laughs> Everything's yeah, good. Yeah, actually... That is exactly what we brought John on to talk
0: about uh, is not not just Everson Griffin because we uh, I thought it' would be great because John is uh, is one of my favorite film study buddies, but I, specifically one of the best pass rush evaluators that there is out there as far as I'm concerned and and, and frankly uh, on a team worthy quality as far as as far as my personal opinion I don't know anybody else out there Uh, so I wanted to bring him on to talk about not just Everson Griffin who he's he's incredibly excited about obviously but but Randy Gregory Alden Smith and Everson Griffin and what does the trio look like and what are their differences what are their strengths what are their weaknesses Uh, and what's if, if we get all three on the team What's that going to look like, and how, how fun and, and and sexy is that going to be? Because I think it's going to be both of those things. Uh, so we, let's start with the uh, the still, uh, fr- frankly, well, I guess not surprisingly, the young pup of of this trio, uh, despite him constantly missing seasons at a time f- due to suspensions and uh, with the you know marijuana. Positive tests and, and you know diluted tests and missing tests, Randy Gregory still seems, despite you know what we've seen on Twitter lately and dis- disputes between uh, his loyal, his NFLPA representation or not, uh, that he may be finding his way back to the Cowboys at some point before the season. I guess, you know, really I just wanted to talk about and kind of refresh everyone's memory about, you know, what kind of player we're getting in Randy Gregory and, and, and just to kind of remind everyone. You know, I, it's funny because I saw somebody talk about that he's talked that people are obsessed with him or that they, he, they don't really understand, you know, why. I think it was Amber Garcia from the Dallas com, And I guess I can understand that to some extent because we haven't seen him in so long. So So why don't you remind us, John, what exactly it is that that makes Randy Gregory exciting
1: for people that have watched him play? I mean, from a pass rush perspective, he's Gumby with the jet pack tied to the tied to his back. He's got a wicked first step. He can really threaten a offensive tackle's pass set with his speed, and then he has that really unique ability to contort his body in really acute angles to be able to turn around that corner really tight and just you know run under a table and use those speed rush to get to the quarterback. And he just has one of those unique skill sets that's able to do that. I mean, there's, there's only maybe a handful of guys in the league who have the kind of flexibility and speed combination that Randy Gregory has. Now, I don't want to say that he's... Obviously, he's got some fine-tuning to do his... His technique was never on was has yet to become on par with like his speed and his flexibility, but it was getting there. We saw him have a ton of success against a guy like Jason Peters, who has perennial perennially been one of the best tackles in offensive in one of the best offensive tackles in football. And Randy Rigger did it with speed. He was threatening him with speed. Then he hit him with his patented inside arm over move, his inside swim. He has really good well-developed counter and the thing that really impressed me about him is for somebody that plays with such a slight frame he has really good power in his hands so you see his ability to be able to set a, set the edge better than you would think for somebody who played who played in the past at like 240 245 pounds mm-hmm. as a defensive end so he's just a uniquely talented individual that he's just hard to quit on because he has traits that you can't teach and if you can just get him to refine his skill set to a point which is hard because he hasn't been around but if he's able to get around the team for a real like a couple years and really develop and refine his toolkit he's someone who has double digit sack ability that's the kind of that's the kind of talent we're working with here
0: yeah and i think that's you know that's what you see. All of that is just a very eloquently said way of, of what you see on, on film when you watch him and going back and reminding yourself. And th- for those of us who remember you know, all the way back from ne- to Nebraska or or the, the times that he's you know taken snaps with the Cowboys, which is you know like admittedly has been kind of few and far between. But when he shows up, he manages to pick up where he's left off and just kind of take off right away. We're, real quick, kind of in the larger context of these three, right? Um, what, what, where do you think his role fits? uh in the mix with of all these other guys, including DeMarcus Lawrence and, and Bradley and I and all the other guys and uh that, that that are gonna be kind of available to them. Where do you think his role in all of this is going to be if they if they are able to get him back?
1: Yeah, that's the interesting thing is because what the Cowboys have done this offseason is they really brought in three right defensive ends, three guys who have played their almost the entirety of their career on the right side. Mm-hmm. Everson Griffin has been Almost exclusively a right defensive end with Minnesota because you got Daniil Hunter on the other side, who's another guy who's a top 10 pass rusher in the league. Then you bring in Alvin Smith, who's played exclusively on that right side, two point two point stance outside linebacker in the San Francisco 49ers 3 4 defense and with the Raiders. And then you got Randy Gregory, who, because of Demarcus Lawrence, he's always lined up on the right side. So you've got kind of a a log jam of people at that position, but I think the inclusion of this designated pass rusher Sam position that it seems like the Cowboys are going to le- utilize a little bit that Stephen Jones kind of hinted to during the draft. I think that gives you the ability to be able to get two two right defensive ends on the field at the sa- two guys who would play right defensive end at, on the field at the same time. So essentially, you have three defensive ends on the field with Demarcus Lawrence, say an Everson Griffin, and an Alden Smith, and that way when you add in the rotation with that, that'll be able to get you some snaps for each and every guy. Now, for Randy Gregory specifically, I think he would, because he hasn't played in a long time, I think you just let him pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. You know, third and long, second and long Mm -hmm. situations. When definitive pass, definitive passing situations, just let him pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. Let him use that speed. You Let him use that inside counter to be successful. I don't want to put too much on his plate too early. I mean, he's been out of the game for a while, so as simplistic as you can make it, I think the more effective you can be. And I think a positive by giving Randy Greger a few snaps is that you can let Everson Griffin take some time off the field. I think we saw something with the Minnesota Vikings last year that he got kind of worn down in December a little bit. And his, he just wasn't quite as productive because if you look at the league, he was playing at some of the, he was playing in volume some of the most snaps at defensive end. It, amongst all the defensive ends in the entire NFL, he was playing. I think he play, had like over 500 pass rush snaps which is just insane wow. that's a ton of volume for a defensive end and if we're if we can bring that to maybe you know 375 to 425 to where he can be playing at 100 percent into november into this late in december i just think it's going to do wonders for the entire defense as a whole in the pass rush i think you're just going to have so many answers for what offenses are going to try to do and it's just going to make things easier across the board
0: Yeah, and speaking of those two, we're going to talk about Alden and and Everson right after a break uh, from a word from our sponsors. All right, John, uh, I wanted to talk about Alden Smith just because, uh, uh, next, just because Everson is so salivating. He's a good finisher. (laughs) Just just a peek behind the curtain, guys. I'm being honest here. Um, So when he got, when Alden Smith got signed, there was a lot of, you know, kind of, huh? And how's this going to work? And what is this dude going to look like? And then we started getting all kinds of reports about his weight being all the way up to two seventy five, and that he's, you know, ripping machines off walls and training sessions. And, you know, he's just acting like a, like he's the Hulk, you know, personified. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think, you know, we, he, today was the first day of, uh, of, of them getting out on the field and us kind of getting any kind of looks on him and, um, you know, he obviously looks in great shape As, as you know, promised uh, Pass rushing is such a, a skill-based trait You know, a job And obviously you have to have a, a requisite amount of athleticism that, That's kind of a minimum requirement to get in there to a certain degree But, but you know, so much of it is skill You know, mm-hmm. an and, and acquired knowledge of how to set up OTs And, and set up, you know Plays down the pass rushes down the down the road and that sort of thing, which uh, somehow makes me both simultaneously uh, eh, worried and excited about what's going on with Alden Smith. Do you think he has, you know, the? Uh, uh, I mean, he, he's so uh, do you. <laughs> This is so unique. Do you think it's possible for him to come back and and, and and maybe not obviously play up to the level that he was, you know, when he was a 19 sack a year guy, but it, 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 are we all just shooting for the sky or is this something that could real realistically happen that where Alden Smith is able to come back and actually be a, a realistic contributor in a rotation at defensive end?
1: Yeah. I honestly don't know with a five-year layoff, it's really tough to, to figure out where a guy will be after that long of a layoff. I mean, we're not talking about one or two years, we're talking about five, half decades. So it's tough to know where he is, but I'm but I'm extremely optimistic, and the reason why I'm optimistic is because his skill set already wasn't wasn't defined by athleticism. He wasn't someone that like it was Randy Gregory that was running four yards upfield, ducking under a table. And turning and burning toward the quarterback. You know, he wasn't a speed skater around the edge guy. He wasn't a guy with these incredible athletic traits. He was a guy that was powerful, he had length, and he had a really innate feel for where a offensive lineman's body weight distribution was. Hmm. The, I, I had a video, I posted a video on my Twitter a while back, and just explaining that Alden Smith isn't somebody that rushes upfield and kind of has that curvilinear nature to his pass rush he's someone that ime- he's almost like you know how an offensive tackle has that quick set in there yeah in their yeah. repertoire he has kind of like a quick set pass rush where he darts right to the offensive tackle and he puts them in a compromised situation because he has a little stutter step that he uses and if the offensive tackle leans outside then he'll use his inside arm over if the offensive tackle is leaning inside then he'll do an outside arm over if the offensive tackle gives depth and gives him more space then he converts it to power. And I think it's something like that where it's not athleticism based. It's just based on feel. And as long as, And I think that's what these next few weeks are going to be really critical for and why when I wrote him up on the Dallas Morning News, I think he's going to get really dominated by Tyron Smith for the first week or two of camp. But if we start hearing that he has a win or two toward the end of camp, that he's getting that that kind of that feel for the weight distribution of the offensive tackle, that's going to be a really good sign that he's going to be able to produce pretty well for the Cowboys. I mean, a lot of people talk about when Alden Smith, that he really fell off with the Raiders. But in two seasons, he played 16 games and the dude had over 60 pressures. That would have led the Cowboys last year, even with Robert Quinn. So that just tells you that even at a reduced state that he was with the Raiders he was still a really impactful and effective pass rusher. And if he can just get back to that Raiders kind of level of playing, maybe not even quite that level, maybe a little bit below, that is somebody that can be hugely impactful for this defense, especially now that we have Everson Griffin, because he's not going to be relied upon to be the number two pass rusher opposite DeMarcus Lawrence.
0: Yeah, and I think something to remind remind everyone and and to remember with him and with the guy that we're going to talk about next uh, is that, you know, your personal state, your 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 personal health, like affects your your play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think ultimately where Alden Smith was as a person those years in Oakland, uh, you know, I think he had a little bit of, of peace for a while, but I think you know things quickly turned turbulent and, and kind of his life kind of fell off, off the rails. And I think you look back at a guy like Everson Griffin who had a obviously if you just statistically you look at 2018 and what happened, and 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 I think a person dealing with issues on, on, uh, whatever they may be personal issues, you know, battles with depression, alcoholism, uh, you know, all the way up to mental health issues. I think, you know, it's, it's obviously going to affect how you play as a, as a, as a football player. So, uh, you know, I think we've got two guys who feel like they are on in a good spot, uh, or at least in a better spot when, than where they were, uh, just recently. And so you find them hopefully healthy and happy, uh, so as much as you can be in, in, in today's world uh, and, and and you hope that 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 their play will kind of follow that trajectory as well. And so let's uh, let's take another quick break and then uh, I, I'll, I'm finally gonna let you loose. I'm gonna let John off the chain and he gets to talk about Everson Griffith. All right, John. The time has come. Let's let's let us celebrate, you know, and, and let me provide some backstory. Maybe that's maybe I, I should, because <laughs> John has been on this for since a free agency was uh, uh, opened. Yes. Yeah, since that he opted he out of Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. Since he decided to, to, to opt out of his contract. John has been on the "Let's get Everson Griffith to the uh, to the uh, Cowboys train," and and, and has been per- pursuant of it extremely hard. And been, been posting videos and gifts. And guys, if you aren't following John Oding, uh, please make sure you follow him on Twitter at John Oding. Um, and, and and just you know. I, I think that you you almost kind of willed it into existence, even despite me even telling you some inf- inside or re- relaying inside information that it wasn't likely to happen uh, over 20, just 24 hours before it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so please, you know, talk to talk to us, tell the people, uh, you know, what they're getting out of this guy. I mean, obviously, Cowboys Nation may not be as. uh, Familiar with him, unless they, you know, watched the Minnesota game last (laughs) year. Uh,
1: Talk to me. Talk to us about what we're getting in a guy like Everson Griffin. I mean, that's where I think when talking about Everson Griffin, the best way to describe him is just to bring up that Cowboys game last year. I mean, we all know how good Tyron Smith is. We know that he's one of the best left tackles in all of football. And just look how much. How many issues that Everson Griffin presented him? I mean, we've never seen the one thing about Tyron Smith is that he doesn't get beat by the same move twice. He's someone to make that makes adjustments from snap to snap. He's one of the best tackles in the NFL at that and that's the reason why. He's been so effective for so long for the Cowboys. But Everson Griffin hit him with three different spin moves, inside spins. And that's just because he's so good at setting up his moves. He's so good at getting an offensive tackle to defend that outside edge, to kick, kick, kick. And then Everson Griffin just uses that really smooth, really quick inside spin move to attack that B-gap, get vertical, and get sacks from the quarterback. He's just a really, really impressive impressive pass rusher but he does it in kind of a different way he's not the most athletic guy he's not a bendy guy actually he's kind of stiff when he's trying to rush the outside edge kind of speeds get around you see him kind of you know shut, stutter his feet at the top a little bit that shows some a little bit of hip inflexibility a little bit of tight ankles but what he has is he's just a really strong powerful rusher and he knows how to mix mix and match his setups so the offensive lineman can't get a beat on what he's doing. He has a hesitation setup. He has a set a jet setup where he just speeds up. He has inside stems, outside stems. The thing that separate, I think, a thing you're hearing from a lot of people that watch the film about Everson Griffin is, well, he only has like three moves. He has like this power rush, yeah. power bull rush. <laughs> he has another one where he kind of forklifts the outside hand or swats the outside hand down. And then he has that inside spin. But really, the reason why he can, only, he can be so successful with such a small amount of moves is because he mixes and matches his setup so well. He has such a large library of setups that offensive tackles really can't get a beat on what he's doing. And so he's just really successful there. And then another thing that excites me when comparing him to a guy like Robert Quinn last year, who was a really effective pass rusher for the Cowboys, is he doesn't take plays off against the run. He's someone who sets the edge really well. He does inside uh, inside swims really well to, to get penetration on the back side of runs. He sets a strong a strong edge on the front side of runs. He's I wouldn't say he's he's obviously not a Demarcus Lawrence there, but he's definitely a very capable run defender and he's a very well rounded player that. Offenses have to account for on each and every play. He's someone who he's had success against the best offensive tackles in the NFL. I mean, ask David Bakhtiari about Everson Griffin. Obviously, ask Tyron Smith about him. Ask Ryan Ramchak about him. Ask Teron Armstead. I mean, he has take taken out a who's who of left tackles throughout his career. And just to have a guy like that with the Cowboys, to be able to take the pressure off DeMarcus Lawrence, to where you can't send the back to DeMarcus Lawrence every time. Because if then ever Griffin is going to be eaten on the other edge and yep. you can't always slide I think a big thing that a lot of fans didn't see last year obviously the double team percentage was with the Marcus Lawrence was really high but offensive lines were sliding toward him the entire time and when an offensive line slides towards a guy that basically takes away all your inside moves because that guard is covering that inside gap for the offensive yep. tackle so it's just making things exponentially harder for him last year. And I think it's going to be easier for him this year because he's, now he's got a guy like Everson Griffin op- opposite him. And then you have a Mike Nolan who's going to bring more blitzes. who's going to create more one-on-one matches for DeMarcus Lawrence. So as much as I'm happy for, to get Everson Griffin and what he can do and the production that he can bring to the defense, I'm equally as excited for what it means for DeMarcus Lawrence.
0: Me too. I think that's a very, very large part portion of this for sure. Um, I, I think you know when you look at what he can do and what Demarcus Lawrence can do, I think their games are not dissimilar. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't think they necessarily win in the same way because I think that. Uh, you know, they're both kind of technicians, but mm-hmm. but it feels like Demarcus Lawrence has a you know a voluminous library yeah. of moves, what? whereas whereas he, where Griffith really is very 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 good at mm-hmm. three. I would you know, say it's that like
1: Demarcus good. Lawrence is more of like a hand fighter. He's a guy that is really successful in the hand combat type of things. And Emerson Griffin's really good at playing through a pads and then hand fighting from a from a fit position. You know what I'm saying? Demarcus Lawrence is more of a guy. He's not going to let guys touch him. Everson Griffin thrives in those tight quarters and those really intricate hand fighting situations. So it's just a little subtle differences from how that they find success.
0: Yeah, and I think think that neither of them are of the Randy Gregory mold of the kind of rare bendy Mm -hmm. right ends. They are more the... Kind of power technique type players, mm-hmm. right? And and I think you know what's interesting is again kind of looking at the trio, uh, uh, and, and not even including Demarcus Lawrence. But if you throw in Demarcus Lawrence there, then you got Bradley and I. And and you've got you know anybody else down there you want to include Crawford there if you want to kick Crawford inside that's great it gives you so many options not only amongst your defensive ends but also now you get a little more flexibility to do something with like Joe Jackson inside or maybe Crawford playing some inside you get more looks like that now you've got more diversity in your defensive tackle group mm-hmm. I, I think that the best part about this is what you said is is the is the is the combination of all of it is 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 having these guys with a diverse skill set being able to be deployed in a way that's going to be able to take full advantage of that instead of having to kind of piecemeal what you can with what you've got now you actually have options as opposed to just enough to get by and uh, and I think that that's really going to be important especially if, if you're kind of playing a defense that is going to be uh, you know more pass rush versus coverage you know based. So, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited. All these guys are, are, are really, really, uh, really diverse, great group. I think they could really work together to make something, like I said. And, and like you mentioned, Mike Nolan feels like a guy who has had a success in the past putting these, putting guys like these in, in positions to win and, and to, to create and, and disrupt and that sort of thing. So that's all we got for this, this uh, week, actually. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and we will be back next week with Marcus. Uh, and until then... Make sure you check out uh, me on Twitter, at McCoolBCP. John Oning is uh, J- at John Owning. Marcus uh, is at M- Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, make sure you check out the Locked On Cowboys Twitter account as well. And until next time, happy trails, everybody.